Hello, and welcome to the Title Pending Podcast. I am your host, this and every week. My name is Willow, and this week we are going to be talking about the fact that, um, I'm having a crisis. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, but I just got news that, um, you know, I, I could be making moves somewhere in some field of something, and it's just exciting. Um, nothing is anything yet. Nothing means anything yet. That's why I'm being very vague, and I don't want to jinx it, because for some reason I still kind of believe in that kind of shit, but, um, we're just gonna pretend that, um, I'm not freaking out about something completely irrelevant to what I actually wanted to talk about this week. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm so sorry it's so late. Um, I've had a difficult and very, very busy weekend, um, and I usually get these up on Sunday nights or Monday mornings, and I just failed this week, and I'm very sorry about that, but I do have a topic, and I do have things I want to talk about, and my brain's all over the place now, but I'm gonna do my best to make this coherent. Thank you for being patient with me as I try to do so. Um, (laughs) can y'all hear me good? I'll never know. I'll never understand how to actually generate good audio, whether I have, like, the best equipment or no equipment. I'm so sorry. I just, like, whacked the microphone. Anyway, I hope everybody had a wonderful, fabulous Halloween. No, we're, like, two weeks after Halloween. Did I even talk about Halloween the last two times? I don't even remember, but, like, I feel like I just went to a Halloween party but I didn't, like, I went, whatever, I just went to a concert, though, I just saw Mom Jeans and Hobo Johnson, um, and it, it kind of just bummed me out in a weird way, um, I love Mom Jeans, I do, and their pit was fun, but just the wrong vibe, I think, um, And then Hobo Johnson came on and I got a whole beer dumped on my fucking head. Like, not even on purpose, but they dropped it from the mez. Because I was, like, towards the back in, like, like, under one of the balconies. And towards the end of the set, we have, like, two or three songs left. I just feel it. I feel it. I feel the wetness of it first. And then I'm followed by a plastic cup hitting my head. And the smell of just alcohol and... Oh my god, it was it was the worst ending to any concert I've ever been to, and I've seen 21 Pilots Live six times. That was a joke. Um, also, I apologize because their shows are still really fun, but um, they're, they're fun to make fun of as well. And um, anybody who genuinely listens to that band um, is not going to be happy with me because their fans are scary. Anyway, moving on to the, um, which is kind of a segue into what I wanted to talk about, which is growing up as an emo kid. Um, you've, you've seen the title of this video, I'm assuming, and if you haven't, that's totally fine. Um, but I had this idea in the shower, as I have most of my good ideas. Um, I was like, I have a lot of stories that I could share, but, like, a lot that you guys have already been there with me for, especially some of the people, um, who listen to this podcast that I've known for the majority of my internet career, and, um, excuse me while I drink some water. That's disgusting, I'm so sorry. I'll get a better setup, or more soundproofing. I don't even know how to do this, but, um, anyway, so I had my emo phase from, like, the age of 11, whoa, excuse me, to the age of maybe 15, 
and then I started growing out of it, kind of, physically at least, um, and I don't even, oh my god, and this isn't even just referring to the music I listened to, or the way I looked, but, like, the culture of it all, if that makes sense, like, the way I thought about things because of the way I was treated because of being, I just, oh my god, um, I was a product of my environment, as everybody is, but, like, I was a special case, and I'm sure a lot of you listening also were considering, um, the mutual interests that most of us hold. I, I do still talk to a lot of the people that I talked to during that phase of my life, and it's so wild to reminisce with them because they're the only people who get it, and I still haven't met these people in person. Um, it's wild to me to think that, like, some of my closest friends are people that, like, like the same music that I do that live hundreds of miles away, if that makes any sense. Um, which, like, the whole internet friendship thing is, like, a whole other endeavor, I think. Something I could definitely make a second one on, but just, it's so wild to me to think that, like, I considered most of my friends to be people I've never met before, and, like, how people viewed me because of that, and also relating that back to the music I listened to and finding that community online and what it did for me mentally, um, both good and bad. Ooh, wow, I'm, uh, yeah, I sound disgusting. So let's delve in, shall we? I made an Instagram account at the age of 12. Um, what was that noise? I didn't like that at all. Um, I started an Instagram account when I was 12. I did this because one of my classmates, who I don't really talk to anymore, someone I considered a really, really good friend in middle school, like, we were so close, but, like, we were neighbors, we just had nothing in common, so that's kind of ironic that someone that, like, I don't really share my life with anymore, like, someone I just know is, um, the reason that my life is the way it is, I guess, in a way. Um, shout out Catherine if you're listening, that would be kind of funny, but, like, mad cool. I don't know. Like, she's off rowing at... What, what college is... I'm not gonna dox her. But, like, some cool college. And she's just great. Anyway. <laughs> no, nothing like me. Um, But to go from that group of friends to the group of friends I'm gonna sh- share with you is just... um, Just... It's a wild ride. So I made an Instagram account when I was 12. And I had already liked Paramore because I did have the... I had the roots. My parents were weirdos, like music music wise they were like punks in the fucking 80s 90s whatever it was like not like punk punks but like alternative themselves in some ways like not listening to in i mean my mom probably did listen to a little bit of nsync i don't know didn't we all <laughs> but like just you know alternative music and that's whatever whatever um so they would listen to that, and then they raised me on that. Like, my favorite band, I said, from the age of five, maybe, um, my, my first favorite band was the Red Hot Chili Peppers because of just the amount that I was exposed to them at such a young age. Um, so that was, like, my beginning. I already had it in me, so I already liked Paramore because I found them on my own. They were the first band that I found on my own. And I had Pandora Radio, and I had listened to some Panic at the Disco and, like, whatever, so I started posting about Paramore, and I posted about Panic at the Disco a few times. 
and I just found people who also posted about them, and this was such a prime time for this type of content. Like, 2013, so much had happened within that community, and the newer fans at the time, like, people my age, were just- oh my god. We- some- the things that we created just as a community, it was, like, their peak, and I don't mean that as any offense to the Gen Z Panic fans or the Gen Z 21 Pilot fan, whatever. But, like, that little gap of people who, like, aren't really considered millennials, aren't really considered Gen Z either, kids who are, like, maybe 17 to 21 now, we- I don't know, we did some stuff. Um, we- in the emo community, we were- oh my god. So I met some friends, we all- we would all hang out, and some of us were from the same area. Um, one of them I actually work with now, and is actually one of my closest friends in the world. Um, but we met- over Instagram, and then we decided to meet up at the mall, um, and she had to lie to her mother and say that, like, she, um, had, like, we knew each other from, like, mutual friends or whatever, and, like, she met me at a friend's birthday party or something stupid, because her mom didn't know that she was, like, on the internet like that, and, like, that she met me over Instagram, and then it got to the point where I met one of my best friends, um, and she's still really one of my closest friends, um, Olivia, who, um, I met when I was 12, 13, and she was 10 or 11, I believe, at the time, which I didn't know until, like, a few years later, I think, (laughs) or, no, that's not true. I think she had told me in the beginning, but, like, at first I thought she was, like, my age, and then, like, a few weeks in, she was like, oh, by the way, and I was like, holy shit, no way, you're two years younger than me, and I was, like, I never would have thought to hang out with someone, two years younger me at the time, because, like, it is viewed as weird in some situations. Like, if we were six years apart, like, if I were 20 talking to her, that's different. That's kind of gross, um, and predatory and horrible. But we were both kids. We were both harmless, um, to each other until, you know, like, we were kids. I was 12. She was, she also is from Canada, so we were in the same grade, pretty much. Like, we were being taught the same shit. water break. Sorry. Oh my god. I hate when people do that and I just did it. But anyway, um, and she became one of my closest friends to the point where I literally drove six hours. Well, I didn't because I was 15 and didn't have my license. Um, my mom drove us to Montreal for my 15th birthday so I could meet her for the first time and it was the coldest week of the fucking year. I regret ever stepping outside in Canada in February. And then she came back down that summer, or the summer after that, I think. No, it was actually a few years later, because I was blonde. I think I was 16. Maybe? I don't remember. Olivia, what year did you come to Boston? I don't remember. <laughs> but we, she came to Boston, and we ended up, you know, hanging out for a few days, and it was really fun. Um, but, like, just the fact that we met based on our mutual love for Panic at the Disco and My Chemical Romance oh my god. And if I, if I find pictures, I will definitely post them on my Patreon. Um, I'll just have a, a collage. My voice is leaving my body. <laughs> I'll have a collage of my old, um, Instagram pictures and captions and stuff. Um, that will be some Patreon exclusive content for you. Shouts out Patreon for spon- No, I'm just kidding. They're not sponsoring anything. Um, you guys are, and you guys are patrons. I actually don't know how many of you are still patronized to me. Um, 
I should probably, like, thank most of you again and again and again for, like, even deciding to give me money. That's insane. That's crazy. Why are you doing that? Anyway, Olivia and I still talk frequently. Um, she's, we still comment on each other's posts. Like, we, we, it was just fun. And then I had some other friends who just lived in my area. We had a group of friends, um, that just went to concerts together, um, and then people would meet up with us at those concerts and, like, take pictures with us and be like, oh my god, I just met these, like, it was so weird to, like, to a point where I was getting Instagram private messages, like, hey, I just saw you at this mall, um, you were wearing this, I think, but I was, like, too nervous to go say hi to you, and I was, like, 13 years old at the time, and I was like, what? The fuck? What the fuck? I'm 12, I'm 13, like, I'm not, I'm a child, first of all, like, I, they were also kids, though, I should preface, like, it was all just nervous kids trying to be friends with each other, not knowing what the fuck to do, um, but I was like, oh, you can, like, I'm, I'm not gonna, like, hurt you or anything, like, you can come hang out, like, I love meeting friends, I didn't see myself as, like, someone that was unattainable, I guess, like, not only did I, like, share so much on the internet, but, like, I was also just not any sort of person to be seen as, like, famous or influencing or, like, anything like that, and this is going less into, like, emo territory and more into, like, internet culture territory, but, like, that's most of what this podcast has been lately, but I, like, in that community with all these, like, little emo kids, myself included, my friends included, like, my real life, like, I, I've known you from, for years, friends, not just my internet friends, but, like, to be seen, like, as someone, it's so weird, to be seen as someone to look up to is just so much pressure on a 12-year-old, because I had so much room to fuck up, and I used all of it. I wasn't a horrible kid, but I was so cringy, and so, and I had been called out on this a few times during this time, but, like, I was 12, so, like, I'm gonna give myself the benefit of the doubt because I was a kid, and, like, didn't mean harm to anyone at all, but, like, I said some stupid shit because I was 12, and media at that time was not as sensitive or as educated as they are now, um, to understand why certain things just shouldn't be shared, but I shared everything, and I, you know, I still do tend to overshare, but, like, in a more ironic way, and I think that's more due to the fact, like, I was pretty much bullied into never posting anything about being sad, so now I just make fun of myself, but I'm still just as sad, but I also have better coping mechanisms. We're not going to get into that right now. That's a whole other podcast. Anyway, I would, I, you know, I would share everything. People knew, like, and this is where it gets heavy, and this is a trigger warning for anybody uncomfortable with heavier topics, but I would share, like, how many days clean I was, or if I had just hurt myself or stuff like that and it was because everybody was so accepting and loving and, and then there were the few people because I had obviously I had ask fm because I loved fucking attention I was 12 years old all attention was good attention for a 12 year old 
but I had an Ask FM, and you could leave anonymous, like, questions, usually, or, like, supposedly, but, like, people would use it to just be so unfathomably evil to each other, and I don't, I have no idea what would, I'd never sent a hate message to anybody else. I, to this day, if I'm gonna say something mean to you, I'm gonna say it publicly, or I will subtweet you, but I will say it with my face attached to it, so I will own up to it. Like, if someone were to see a subtweet about them and be like, hey, is this about me? I would say yes. But, like, I tweet when I'm angry. I don't use names. I don't try to expose anybody like that. But if I'm angry, I will tweet my feelings. Um, but that's, like, not what I'm talking about. These were, like, like, I should kill myself comments. Like, and I know everybody on the internet gets those. But the amount, the velocity, and the, like, density of these insults were insane. They were fucking horrible. And, like, they were just, like, I was, again, let me just remind you, I was 12. What 12-year-old needs to be told that they're ugly and, like, should kill themselves and, like, needs to eat a cheeseburger? Like, I was going through puberty already. I was going through bullying at school already because my hair was bright red and I would wear split pants to school. And people thought that, like, I listened to Marilyn Manson and sacrificed meat on the weekends. Like, no one, but, like, I, to get this on the internet, which was, like, a safe place for me, um, and, like, with people that, like, I knew well, regardless of the fact that I didn't know them in real life, and, like, had people who loved me and respected me, and these are people that, like, I had talked to. Like, this wasn't, like, oh, I'm talking to, like, 40-year-old men. Like, no, we had FaceTimed, we had, like, hung out, we had just they happen to live in different towns or, you know, I wouldn't have met them if not for the internet. So, like, I was more grateful for those people and I would always want to be at home on my phone or on FaceTime or on the computer or, like, making videos, which, like, again, a lot of you on this channel have seen this version of me that, like, was so alone outside of the internet and so alone outside of listening to different music and looking different and feeling different from everybody around you. Like, I, I grew up in a small enough, like, I, li I live in a city, yes, but my suburb, like, where I went to middle school was so small, and I knew everybody, and everybody knew everybody, like, it just, it was, the like, a nightmare. I get to high school, and high school's a little better as I'm exiting that phase of my life, and I'm, like, growing up. I had just gotten out of a relationship with my only serious boyfriend. A lot of you know who he is, and he's a piece of shit, and it doesn't matter. But I started to grow into myself a little more um, during high school, probably because I had people in real life that, like, like, tangible, like, I can see you all the time, people who also understood what I was going through and, like, had their own shit. And, like, you know, I did meet my best friends in high school, um... And, like, right after high school, so I can't really be the one to be like, oh, high school doesn't matter, because, like, without without high school, I probably would have killed myself um, if it had gone any different way. You know what I mean? So, like, but going back to, like, having a following, I had fan pages when I was younger, and, like, that, if I had used that following that I had and moved it to this, dude, I would have already, like, exceeded any sort of goal that I have right now. Like, 
long gone. However, it is so difficult now to, like, ever reach that sort of level in a different way. Because me- media has changed so much. Because, like, when I was 12, Instagram wasn't as vast and dense as it is now. It was, like, a starter app. And, like, there weren't that many people on it. Like, there were, like, relatively, yes, there were a ton of people on it. However, not nearly as many as there are now, obviously. But also, like, Gen Z were, like, seven, eight-year-olds, and they weren't taking over the fucking internet world with, like, all the money that they seem to have from fucking wherever they got it from. Um, like, iPhone cameras were fine. Using iMovie to edit was fine. Playing background music from a stereo was fine. Like, yeah, you would get copywritten, but, like, doesn't matter because you're not making money anyway. You're just there for the... Like, if I had monetized that, like, minus the background music and the copyright claims that I got, um, you know, maybe I'd have a 100,000 subscribers at most. But, like, this... To be, like, any sort of level of influencer or any stupid thing like that you have to have like pristine set up immediately you have no room to learn because of how advanced everything is and that goes back also to socially we didn't know as much either so I had so much room to grow and learn with these people who are also growing and learning without judgment and now we're supposed to fucking know everything about everything Granted, there is more at our disposal to learn these things. Like, hey, this word is bad for these people. Here's why. The internet is a great place. It's great. However, not everybody's going to learn that immediately. And we are so quick to judge and be like, hey, you said that thing when you were 12, 13 years old? And yes, because I was 12, 13 years old. My brain was not developed yet. I didn't know what I was supposed to say and not do. I take responsibility for it now. If I could go back and tell myself, hey, you're going to get shit for this. Not only that, but, like, you should get shit for this because it's a horrible thing to say and here's why. Here's all the things wrong with that. I wouldn't have said it. So. And this is just, like, a general example, obviously. Like, this goes for anybody who's this young trying to learn on the internet when everybody wants you to know everything immediately. Like... If you leave something out of the LGBTQIA plus abbreviation, you are the devil himself. Um, And you just, you you have to understand everything immediately if you're going to be on the internet. You need to learn now. (laughs) Because that's that's just the way we're taught now. Which kind of sucks. But where I was um, when I was 12 was a more comfortable environment, usually. Minus the the Ask FM demons that would decide whether or not I lived or died that day, um, but the I also had such a mentality, and this is probably a combination of me being quote unquote alternative. But like I had such a superiority complex, along with my like inferiority and fear of failure, <laughs> which is so wild to me that I went through all of this at such a young age. Where I would just have to deal with these complex emotions when, like, I had never been kissed before type thing. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I have all this at my disposal, but I'm miserable. 
but I'm better than everybody else. Everybody else can bow down to me because I know what I'm doing on the internet. I have a presence on the internet. I'm cool on the internet. Like, Willow, relax. Yes, you had 5,000 subscribers by the age of 13. That's insane at my standards in that time period. Like, 5,000 for a 12-year-old was a lot. It wasn't, like, famous level, obviously, but, like, within that community, people knew who my friends were, they knew who I was, and it was weird because I was 12, but also because I was so isolated and alienated at school, and people just thought I was so fucking weird and so, like, gross and strange and whatever. And then I met all these people who are like-minded and are probably treated the same way at their schools. They're not cool at their schools either. But we became something that, seeing from the outside, is super intimidating to other 12-year-olds, I noticed. Like, I was, like, I would go to middle school and we'd be talking about Instagram and I, would, I wouldn't want to share it with these people at school. Because I didn't think they deserved to see that side of me because they were so mean to me all the time. So I was like, you know what, no. You don't get to follow my Instagram. I know you've heard stories. I know my friends have shown you my page. You know I have 5,000 subscribers. Not subscribers, followers. No, you don't get to fucking follow my Instagram. Bye. But, like, now I'm just like, yeah, follow my Instagram. Make fun of the fact that, like, I don't know, I had red hair when I was 12. Like, I'll I'll make jokes about it. Like, they'll be like, oh, you have a lot of followers now. And I only have, like, 2,000 now because I, like, did one of those stupid, like, oh, delete your ghost follower type shits. Like, whatever the hell, and, um, they'd be like, oh, you have a lot of subscribers, or, like, a lot of followers, it's, like, 2,000 followers, whatever, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) sure, (laughs) that's a lot, because, like, I don't see it as, like, I don't, like, a lot, also, everybody has, like, 2,000 subscribers now, so why do I keep saying subscribers? I'm, like, not catching myself either, anyway, um, and this, is, this seems like a very narcissistic podcast now that I look back at it and be like, oh, I was famous when I was 12. I don't think so. I'm trying to understand. It's just fascinating to me because, like, I grew up in such a time where, like, the internet was so, like, it was up and coming in the way that it is now, but, like, baby, you know? Like, I was on Instagram before Vine was a thing, and, like, now that's, like, unfathomable to the kids on the internet. They're like, What? You, you were on the internet before Vine was on the internet? No one was on the internet before Vine was. And that's how I feel about, like, YouTube, which is not true, but, like, that's my version of it. When I, like, I grew up with YouTube. YouTube was released when I was, like, five or six years old. Um, 2005, I think? I don't know. Or 2004, maybe. But, like, I started watching YouTube videos when I was, like, seven or eight years old. I would watch, like, Shane Dawson videos. I would watch, like, Jenna Marbles. I still watch Jenna Marbles. Like, it's just... And now people are like, oh, I watched, like, these people on Vine, and I'm like, who? What? Hmm? I don't, I don't understand. And, like, I just feel old now, and, like, I'm trying to catch up with how the internet works, and I'm only 19 years old, and I'm, like, losing it. But, like, there's also my generation still on the internet in the corner being like, hey, like, we did this first, like, we just, uh, like, like, e-girl culture. I made a video about e-girls because I wanted to be relevant, and then I realized that I was just dressing how I was dressing when I was 13 years old. I did it first. 
I don't want to be that type of person. Enjoy your, enjoy whatever you're doing with your fucking childhood. I loved being the way I was when I was 13. Like, I thought I was so cool. I was like, my hair is red and it's long and it's layered and I wear split pants and band merch and I have so much band merch and most of it was Christmas presents because I don't have a fucking job because I'm a kid. And also, I don't know how to wax my eyebrows. Um, but overall, minus being severely depressed, being an emo kid on the internet was fun. And now I'm an emo kid on the internet with podcast. So I guess I developed well enough because podcasts are a thing now that people actually enjoy. And I love that because I also enjoy podcasts a lot. Um, you probably aren't enjoying this one because my voice sounds like my throat got run over by a pickup truck, but we're working towards something. (laughs) Um, Anyway, if you do want that Patreon-exclusive content of my scene kid collage, please let me know. I will dig up as many photos as I possibly can. Um, and I really appreciate anybody who's, like, still friends with me after that phase of my life. I I know I was, like, severely cringeworthy and said, like, I called my followers whores, like, unironically. Like, people would name their followers and my followers were whores. Why? That's so fucking, like aggressive like whore is not a bad word like i'm not nothing against actual whores that whatever i'm not whore shaming anybody but like for a 12 year old to call other 12 year olds whores just just for the fuck of it for no no other reason other than like it's edgy why did i do that why did i fucking do that oh my god um and then i would make like edits and write motivational speeches they weren't poems yet it was before I had any writing skills and just had a lot to say and didn't know how to say it. So it was all very literal and they were all more like essays about how to believe in yourself. Like they were written like preachy TED Talks, but like people loved them because we were all 12 and we didn't know what like real writing was um, before Button Poetry decided to um, open my eyes to real slam poetry and I actually started writing real slam poems. Um, <laughs> but I like... People would, like, repost my captions and be like, Willow said this, and, like, everything, like, and, like, it's awesome that my writing could affect someone like that at that age, because, like, I was in a dark place for a lot of the time that I was writing, so I was, I was coping with my own shit, and for that to touch someone else is awesome, and that's, that's not what I'm saying, but, like, again, the level to which people just read what I said, and, like, it it resonated with them, and, like, they had to say something, it's just so unfathomable to me it's so wild because like it's such a contrast between that I think that's the point I'm trying to make how my life on the internet contrasted so so deeply with my real life and like how no one really wanted to listen to anything I had to say I was very outspoken in middle school very outspoken in high school um like before people decided they wanted to listen to anything I had to say But, like, on the internet, everybody wanted to know what I had to say, and that's still kind of how my life is right now, which is, which is why, like, this news that I got, like, ten minutes ago is, like, freaking me out, because it's real-life good stuff, and I'm, like, scared to, like, fail at it, because people can actually see me. Um, but I, I'm filled with self-doubt because of how I was treated until I was on the internet, and then filled with, like, some sort of weird ego trip that I I could do anything I ever wanted. And maybe that's a representation of my mental illness as well. Um, But overall, I I made some lifelong friends and some people that 
like my life wouldn't be as great as it is right now without the weird decision I made to be on the internet at such a young age because it was such a developmental part of growing up like middle school is is where you decide what type of person you're gonna be personality wise by the end of middle school you are a person and that is who you are as a person you can change from there yes but like who you were in middle school everyone's gonna remember who you were in middle school you know what I mean and everybody remembers who I was in middle school and I'm I'm like okay with it I've come to terms with who I was um even though I don't agree with everything that she stood for or she said 12 year old willow did make some good points i think and i think that um you know i deserve to give her some credit i deserve some credit for who i was as a 12 year old and a lot of you listening also deserve that credit too to be in such a vulnerable (laughs) place and to like post everything you need to say on a platform for everyone to see is incredibly brave to do I think especially when you're so young because you know the internet's the internet obviously like you're it's out there forever people are gonna see it forever and to to give access to such a permanent thing to someone who is not yet set in their morals um or you know their manner their demeanor they're not ready to confirm who they are yet to ha- put them on a platform like that and give them a spotlight is so risky. But, like, you know, some of us made it out okay, I think. Um, some of us were able to uphold, and that just shows that you guys are fucking cool. <laughs> that we were able to, you know, prove that we weren't pieces of shit. And now people that believed me in middle school want to be friends with me. And I'm not for it. I fucking hate all of you. You guys are horrible to me in middle school. And I remember that shit. So if you're listening to this, No. We can't hang out. I won't give you my number. Please leave me alone forever. <laughs> but I, other than that, like, I totally appreciate everybody I've met and stayed friends with. One of the best, best decisions I ever made was to join Instagram. Um, and then make a Twitter and then make a YouTube channel and then develop to where I need to constantly be talking to something or someone, um, whether it be written or spoken. And that is why I now have a podcast. Um, thank you for making this possible. Um, I need to read off my patrons now. I never have the page pulled up ever. I'm so sorry. I'm a, I'm a bad creator. I'm a bad, (laughs) I'm unprepared. Oh my god. My... I don't even remember my fucking password. So that's awesome. Anyway. So if you were on the internet from the years... Fuck. From the years, I think, 2012 to 2015, maybe. If you not only, um... Oh my god. I just totally lost my train of thought. I guess I'm just gonna do it on my phone because I'm literally the most unprepared person in the world. 
But if you were on the internet between the years 2012 and maybe 2014 or 2015 and you, like, were friends with me, you were some of the most influential people in my life ever. Um, and I, I feel as though recognition <laughs> needs to be, um, not portrayed. What's the word I'm looking for? Expressed. Um, because, you know, we were not the type of people anybody wanted to be around in real life. We were just not the people people liked. At least in my experience, I guess. Um, which sucks, but here we are now. <laughs> we doing things. We're in college. Some of us, some some of us others are not. <laughs> and that's totally fine. And a whole other podcast on how I really didn't think I was going to live this long and have to figure out my entire life on a whim please oh my god I'm gonna stop recording until I find my patrons hold on that took me 10 years but I found it so we're gonna read off my patrons now Amanda Satterfield Haley Park Holly Rapkin, IDKLOLZ, Kat, Caitlin St. Louis, Mary Cabral, Molly, Shelby Church, Sophia, Tina, and Willow's mom. Thank you all so very, very much. I appreciate all of you so very, very much. You don't even, you don't even know. You, you can't even fathom. Like, you're, oh my god. That Patreon exclusive content is actually coming, by the way, because y'all deserve it and it's so fucking funny. I know most of you have seen them already, but like, to reminisce, I had to download time hop again. Oh my god. Um, a project for myself. Anyway, thank you all so very much for listening. I will see you hopefully next week on time. Um, so thank you for just, you know, being here. Um, all my links are in the description if you want to find anything before I post on Patreon. Um, or if you want to subscribe to my Patreon, um, that would be fucking schlitty thank you so much um and i'll see you guys or hear you guys next week okay bye <laughs>